guys and welcome to Talk of Fame Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Montini, and this week is going to be amazing. I have a lot going on, but I'm so happy to do this interview with Laura Haver, who's a play advocate, author, life coach, speaker, athlete, mom, and beach lover. She's obsessed with learning how to craft the best life admin, circumstances for her family, her clients, her readers, and herself. And she writes speaks and coaches all about the fun and craziness that companies like being part of family, being full of genes and ideas, and moving that feeling shut down to showing up as yourself so you can live an authentic and vibrant life. And I'm so excited to learn more about her book. It's so amazing and how to come up with the ideas on how to craft the best mindset. And like, Laura, how are you today? Good, thanks. Good to see you. Hi, Me everybody. Too. And, like, did you see, like, any, like, change when you started creating the best life mindset of your clients or yourself? Definitely. You know, what's really interesting, having grown up doing athletics, is I've always had a coach or been a coach, right, in terms mm-hmm. of sports. I played tennis growing up. And when you're getting into your life, sometimes it's, you know, when you're dealing with all the things that you have going on, having someone else to talk to who might have a greater picture or another understanding is super useful. So I've always loved being able to have a coach and then now to, you know, in being a coach for other people. And what's so interesting is that when you, life is so busy, I'm sure you guys understand why right? you were just saying like, how oh, I was so busy and you get started and you're going through your day and things just sort of happen. And that's what I love so much about life coaching and life design is being intentional, thinking about what's important to you. What do you want to put into your time? Otherwise, our time just fills up completely. And so working with clients, it's really fun to help them slow down, see the bigger picture, choose what they want to focus on. And oftentimes what people think they want to focus on to make them quote unquote happy isn't always the thing that will actually give them that feeling of fulfillment, right? Because like mm. happiness is just something that comes and goes, but like this feeling of fulfillment or this like flourishing life, that stuff starts to happen when you start to take this intentional look at your life. And it looks different for everybody because everybody crafts their life so differently and what what they like and what's important to them and where they live and what type of, what stage of life they're in. Mm-hmm, right and like when people like are going through life whether they're a teenager a kid or an adult like you basically forget about anything else like because you're working day-to-day all day you're like what's outside of life that I can do besides work like because like everyone's a lot of people basically sometimes wrapped up in their work that they're like what am I gonna do with my time now that um, I don't have any work to do or anything. What am I supposed to do? Like, because everyone's, a lot of people were like, okay, what am I supposed to do? Especially during the pandemic, like basically with everything shutting down, they're like, what? Like everybody's like, the pandemic was supposed to last two, like two weeks. And now it's like three years later, you're like, what are we supposed to do when we're supposed to be our homes every single day all day long you can't do nothing and so that's when people kind of realize that like okay well I need to figure out something to do since I'm basically not in school and work yeah well that's funny that you mentioned that because during that time I was just really feeling for all the families specifically because I have two kids I have a now they're eight and 11, but this was what, you know, they were a couple, three years younger at that point. And I was like, what? I just felt for families. They're all stuck at home. They're all like, you know, in this 
confined space together. And that's when I started creating with my boys these games each day, which ultimately turned into my book. And it was really cool when I look back at it now because it gave us something to do mm -hmm. together each day. And I think what to your point, Kylie, is that, you know, we just get caught up in whatever we're doing. And mm -hmm. when you can stop and say, okay, well, what do I want to put in? So everyone listening, you know, think about what, what your day looks like and what your week looks like. And are you more on the like robot side, right? Like, are <laughs> you just going through the motions or is there something missing or is there something like calling to you? Like, you know, sometimes you might be like scrolling on your social media and maybe you see your friends like doing something and you're like, Ooh, you might, you might be like, Ooh, that looks fun. Or you might even be like, why do they get to do that? And that could be a hint that yeah. you might want to do that. Right. And so looking for these little sparks of things that bring you joy that are not tied to any achievement or anything like that, that are just for the pure play for the pure fun, because I think, and especially in the United States where we are, it's just so driven, 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 and yeah. you just keep achieving. And and studies show, you know, across the board that just getting more money and getting more achievements, you know, that's not necessarily going to make for a, a fulfilled life. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, putting putting in both sides of the, you know, making sure you attune to your own fun and to your own spirit and showing up as yourself. Mm -hmm. You're so right. And like, how can you cultivate reconnect with play in your life for both yourself, your family, your relationships? Yeah, well, starting to pay attention is like is the first thing we kind of touched on that already a little bit, like noticing what thoughts maybe keep coming to you or like these little seek like these little like whisperings on your heart, you know, and, and also I want to point out too, like for you and I, like some of the stuff that we do for play, you know, like you hosting this podcast and, you know, me writing this book, you know, those things can be also be play, you know, mm -hmm. it could just be like quilting or I don't know, I'm trying to think of like more like, you know, examples just for yourself, you know, like making jewelry or, you know, there, there's just all sorts of different things. And for anyone listening, who's like, dang, I really don't know what I'd like to do for fun anymore. You can reach out to me and I have a free playlist planner, which helps people um, remember what they used to like to do for fun and then helps them plan it into their life now. Because Ooh. I think that's another piece is like, we forget that you actually have to plan it. If we're like, well, I'll get to it. But then it's like, if you're always busy, you won't get to it. Right. Cause we're thinking yeah. we think that it does not really matter that much, but it really does. So when you start, when you, when you operate from fun in play, you know, there's health benefits, there's mental health benefits, there's um, relationship can like you, there's so many boosts, there's in boosts in creativity and innovation. And so it's just, you know, we just don't think about that, because we've been kind of programmed to think we need to work and we need to do do do. But when we do these other pieces, it really helps to elevate the other areas of our, our life so that when we do go to work, or we are with our family or we're with our friends, we're like energized and we have this buzz, you know, like you, I'm sure you've been around people that are like doing fun things and you're like, Ooh, I want to go hang out with that person. Cause they're, you know, like they're alive, they're feeling it. Mm -hmm. Like that's, um, like that is so true because like when you, like when you are basically working all the time and you see on social media or see people out or at a restaurant or your neighborhood, you're, they're like skateboarding, hanging out with friends, I don't know, like partying or whatever it is. You're like, okay, I want to do that too. Like, why not? But it's like, you like, you sometimes you just get wrapped up in your work. They're like, 
you never have any fun and you just like be sometimes work cannot be your entire life like for me like I'm like working all the time that I barely have time to do anything and then I even at 16 years old I'm and like I should be like living out my summer but most of the time I'm basically just working but it's like at the same time I'm going out and having fun with my friends and at the time I'm like I'm gonna ha I have to do so much work it's so insane I mean, so it's like just pros and cons to both of that but it's like you need to realize how to balance both of them at the same time to make sure you have fun and actually getting work done. Right, right. Because if you're only going to be working, you're going to burn out. And mm -hmm. you don't want that. You don't want that because everything would suffer in that instance, right? So mm -hmm. the cool thing too about fun is you don't need so much, right? Like you, the more the merrier, right? Obviously to some point you have to have be responsible as well. But, you know, for anyone listening who's young, it's like, you, you want to enjoy your life as well. Like everyone deserves to enjoy their life now to the best of their ability. And, and it doesn't really matter. Like the thing that's so interesting about it is that your life circumstance only accounts for a certain percent, but then like how you approach it has a big, it, 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 ah, sorry, you have an ability to, to open it up and expand it. So it's like, you're not set with your genetic disposition, like how happy or unhappy you are. You're not set with your life circumstances, but it's your approach to it. You know, and so that's what that's why I love being this play advocate role so I can share that with people, because I feel like everywhere most people say, like, do this, do that. And I've had a lot of these achievements and you get them and you're like, that's great. And then it's like, OK, now what? You know, so it's like this funny quote that I used to love when I was in high school is um, success is the journey, not the destination. You know, it's like trying to get your first book out. Oh, my God, when I get my book, it just like enjoy the process. So like whatever it is that you're working on, that's what it's going to be like once you get it. And so just enjoying it, right? Cultivating relationships. If the relationships are one of the most, the best thing for overall life quality, and you don't need a lot of amazing relationships, but just like having a close relationship and someone to say, hey, guess what? I just, you know, I created this organization and now I'm supporting all these women and girls and, you know, like someone that you, you, so you create it and then who do you share it with? Who do you celebrate with? And mm -hmm. you, know, you like, should have that one person, like, or it was like family or friends. You're like, look, I did this. I'm so happy with myself. Like just have that one person to celebrate with is actually this amazing. You don't need to have a million friends to celebrate with. You should have that one or two friends actually be like, okay, well, look what I did. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And just taking off some of the pressure on yourself, you know, like for anyone listening, who's like, Oh, I gotta do this. And I gotta do that. It's like, sure. But also like, think about it in the bigger picture, right? Like think about your life in the future. When you look back, what will you feel like? When I was finishing college tennis, I played, you know, we were a really good team top in the country and it was a lot of pressure. And I look back on it now and I'm like, that was just so fun. Why did I have to feel so much pressure? And so I try to take that into the new stages of my life and be like, okay, what will I think about this 10 years from now? And how can I like live into that, you know? And so that's where I think one of my favorite tools is meditation, you know, mm -hmm. for calming yourself, getting centered. And I, I share that and I teach that to everyone, including my kids and it's just like, I mean, that's the best, one of the best tools out there. Yeah. Because like sometimes like when you're just wrapped in the moment, you're like, like, you're like always and like going to a crazy space and years later you're thinking like, why did I go crazy over that moment? Like, mm -hmm. why did I take it kind of not for granted, but like go crazy over that moment? Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's and, a sense of growth, you know, it's like showing yeah. yourself, okay, that used to do that. And like looking for ex- like evidence that you are doing a good job and like, you can trust yourself. You can trust yourself to, you know, come back up from difficult times. Yeah. And like, what are the like pros and cons to like, reconnecting your life? Well, I mean, there's a lot of pros, I would say in terms of, you know, being actively creating your life rather than just letting it all fall off. So you get to be more present you get to know that you spent your time on things that are important to you versus like the things that are just coming at you at life. And you get to experience richer connections with the people in your life, or you get to create them. You know, you get to meet new people or take different um, experiences that come to you. And, you know, it's really fun because as you, when you're going through your life, you think, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And the fun thing is, you never know where your life is going to take you. And so if you stop and reflect, what do I want to create? Well, how can I be intentional? What can I, what do I want my experience to be like? And when I say that, I don't mean like, I want to make this much money. I want to have this. It's not like in terms of things, but it's like, how do I want to feel? Like, I want to feel peaceful. I want to feel connected. I want to feel like I'm making a difference, you know? So I would encourage anyone that's like, what would I want it to be like? Like think in terms of, how you're being in your life versus what you have. Cause you know, you might get it, but then it, you know, it's more important, like how you are being your experience at the moment. Does that, if that's clear. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Is that like, sometimes like when you're wrapped up in the moment, you're like, what am I supposed to do outside this moment? But sometimes mm-hmm. like a lot of people, especially in 2023 want to make Oh, we fo- want to focus on the specific thing, whether it's like money or getting amount of hours or getting this amount of work done and comparing or whatever it is that you're overthinking or have your mind on. It's that like things do happen for a reason. I know a lot of people hear that you're like, okay, well, things do and don't happen for a reason. But that's like, it does, things do happen for a reason. But then it's like, when you have those moments, it just makes you want to grow your craft even more. Even though you do not want to stress yourself, because trust me, I've been there and it, it's so stressful. And like from my experience, it does um get a little overwhelming if you don't get this many hours or working a lot of things and people are getting more publishing and more things than you. Like it's just... It can be very overwhelming, but it's like at the same time, you're like, okay, if I see this person doing things, I'm happy for them at the same time. But then you're like, okay, I kind of want that too. So I'm going to work even harder than I do to get that thing too. Yeah. And just, I think one thing that people often realize too, you know, my clients and when people start to think about is giving yourself more credit for what you already are. Instead of being like a lot of times you're like, oh, I need this and I need that and whatever. And so it's like, oh, wait a minute, I am doing this. And I like taking time, like we're so busy getting the things, but then once we get it, it's like celebrating the little moments and like appreciating, wow, last year at that time, I would have been upset that. And now I can take that with a little bit of peace or, you know, like noticing and celebrating what we're doing well and what mm-hmm. we, you know, like how we are living into what we want to be now. Mm-hmm. And like your book, Play Together, Games and Activities for the Whole Family, Boost Creativity, Connection and Mindfulness, which is actually right behind you. And there's a go-to guide for family fun. What are some games and activities you bring for families in the book? 
So there's tons of different activities. They range in all different, um, there's five different categories. There's mindfulness games, which I really like because they make learning mindfulness skills fun for families and for kids specifically. There's movement, kindness, creativity, and connection. And they're all there's all different range, but one of my favorite games, we basically we've played every day for years now. I call it gratitude detectives. And it's where each night we do it at bedtime, we each say three new things that we're grateful for. And that's why I call it the detectives. And I think it makes it sound more fun for kids, right? Because mm-hmm. research has shown that, you know, being gratitude, having gratitude is really great. But when you are actively looking for new things to be grateful for, that is really magic because that's when you start to scan the world for new things. If you just say every night, like every day, like basically still my son will always say, what are you grateful for? You, dad, and my, his brother, right? So every night he says that and we laugh and then he, and then I say, okay, but give me three new things. And then that way you're, you're just like pushing yourself to think bigger. And especially the moments when you're having a bad day. And you're like, I'm not grateful for anything. This day stinks. Like that day is even the best day to do it because at that day you have to dig deep and be like, okay, I'm I'm grateful for like having sheets on my bed. Or, you know, like you have to go to these things that you might not otherwise think about so you can get the depth of which it is. Mm-hmm. So there's games like that. There's other funny games. Like there's this game, um, photography uh, scavenger hunt where you go around outside and you take pictures um, like you can try to find your name. So like you would look for all the letters of your name out in nature and Ooh. then you would just like take a picture and then you could put it together. And, you know, there's all sorts of creativity games and, you know, games together, you know, just, just tons of stuff to play. And, you know, we just basically made up a new game every day during the early years of the pandemic. And it was really fun. We got to partner with people all around the U S and actually around the world. We, I partnered with this amazing artist in Portugal. And we did this eco printing, which you guys might like. It's actually really fun. You can take um, flowers from outside or from even tea, like whatever. You can get flowers and you steam them and you can put them onto paper. And so you basically print the flowers on a journal and then you can Ooh. make art over it. And, you know, just all this sort of a mixture of different games and activities. And they mostly are all based on research. I'm sort of a research nerd. I love looking up all the studies and finding fun ways to incorporate it for families. That's so cool. Like to work with a lot of people, not just in the U.S., but over the world is so crazy. And like when I was working, actually, there were like these like like people from the U.K., um, Australia, like we're literally uh, like they were part of a camp that came down to Pennsylvania where, where I live. It's like an hour away from where I live at this campus base. And basically they came to my work I guess like for as a field trip or something and then like the like one of the counselors a couple of the counselors came up to us and was like like was telling us how like these um the camp is a camp for kids and that a lot of the counselors are from um Australia United Kingdom um Australia it's insane and it's like like I, when we were talking to all these things and learning more about them like it's like you get to hear all these insane accents like like the accents are so cool it's just like elite like it's like at that moment you're like oh I don't care about the America voices anymore I can focus on I can just learn more about the Australian culture and South Africa culture um 
it's it, you get to learn all these cultures that's why i love it is that like when you like meet people from a different country yes like australia or um united kingdom or whatever like you get to hear their accents and there are more of their culture because if you're from the united states a lot of people are like wrapped up in our culture that they don't really get to know other cultures as well and so that was like the best part is that like when you meet people from a different country you're like this is perfect i i know i mean i'm basically the biggest person in the uk so i'm like and when he was like asking questions i was basically naming every single one and getting all of them right because i love the uk so i'm like i was like soccer yeah like i was like i was literally naming everything so it's like when you um meet those type of people from a different country and learn more about that gra- background and their country it's not like it just awakens your eyes a little bit to learn more about their country, not just the United States. Yeah, it's a great thing about travel. And if you don't have the opportunity to go overseas and meet people, because it's so interesting learning. Like I, I went and I lived in Australia for two years and I did my master's of international communication, which was amazing mm-hmm. because my program had people from all over the world in my in my program. And so it just it's so fun to learn about what's the same and what's different and what we can learn, like you said, from other cultures that might not be normal here, but we might be like, oh, I really like that and I want to do that. And you know, like like I know other countries they don't put so much emphasis on the work, you know, so they have more balance in their life. And it's just really interesting. But if even if you don't have the opportunity to go overseas, like you said, we have such an amazing access to information now, right? Reading mm-hmm. through books and through podcasts. And so it's just fun. If that's something that you're interested in, it's just amazing. I love that you're so fired up about that. And there's so much to learn. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of people are sometimes wrapped up in our own culture that like, you don't really get to learn about other people's cultures at the same time. Yeah, which was pretty cool. That's I'm just like, I'm just so happy with the technology we have now is that like, when you if we have podcasting or articles or whatever is it like news stations we have like when we watch those things like you get international news so not just in the united states but maybe in the uk australia or whatever you get to learn all these things and i'm so happy like we have all these things i know our parents probably didn't have all these things growing up is that like when we listen to these podcasts or whatever you hear these accents and our cultures like and it makes you just be like okay i'm gonna save that that much money to go to visit mm-hmm. let me say new zealand for example you know so it's just making you learn more the culture and like, okay i'm gonna go to that place when i had enough money to go to that place yeah it's awesome and like how do you like decide like the activities for the book Basically, in that case, we just woke up each day. At that point, I didn't know that it was going to be a book. And we were just posting it as this challenge to my social media. So we would just wake up and we would pick something that we wanted to do. And we, you know, we just sort of got into the rhythm of it. So it was fun. Like one day we woke up and my oldest son started drawing cards and he was making it for his nephew. And he started putting like hidden pictures. I don't know if you remember those books Mm. when you're a kid. So he made like a little card with hidden pictures. And suddenly I'm like, oh, that would be a fun game for the book. You know, and another day we were just sitting on the couch, hanging out. And 
we get a, a doorbell ring and one of our friends had did this ding dong ditch art where basically he, cause this was at the height of the, of the pandemic when he couldn't see people. Right. So he drew a picture and he left it on our front porch and he ran away. And so we're like, that's a really fun game. So some games would just sort of happen. And then other games we'd say, Oh, we could play this game. And then I also would meet people and say like the artists I was talking about and, you know, different people. And I'd say, Oh, we can do this catching bugs game. Or, you know, there's just, they just sort of all happened organically. Mm-hmm. That like I feel like the pandemic, like taught us things that you never would have known, like before the pandemic. Because that's when like time was slowing down. And I feel like it made all the, our families kind of closer together during that time. Yeah, and and now that we're you know a couple years outside of the initial, it's just remembering what did we learn, what did we notice for ourselves. How can we use those lessons now instead of just getting back into all the busyness? You know, like I notice the busyness starting to come back up and say, okay, how can I be intentional about this? How can I slow it down? Or what, you know, what do I need to really use, incorporate what I learned during that time? Mm -hmm. And like, do you think like communication is key for families and why? I mean, I think communication is sort of key for everybody. Oh, you know, yeah. maybe I'm biased because that's what I studied, but that's how we connect, right? So if relationships are crucial for us in terms of survival and we need to be able to speak well with each other, you know? And so I think really understanding the other person's point of view, really speaking and listening, you know, we don't always have to agree with what the other person says but we have to listen to what they say and then get it. And then if we have advice or if we have thoughts for them, like asking permission, Hey, are you open to some thoughts about this right now? Or, you know, or you just want me to listen? Cause sometimes people just want you to listen, or mm -hmm. I just want someone to listen. Right. Sometimes you might be like, this is a hard day da, 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 and you don't want someone to try to fix it for you. But other days you're like, please help me. Right. And so I think it's like a really good, thing that I've learned from coaching is, you know, asking, are you open to this? Or, you know, and then once they say yes, you could say, you probably tried this already, or you probably considered this already. That way, if they have or haven't, it makes them feel good. Like they're more open to receiving your message. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Basically, if you just like blurt out these dots, they're like, what are you doing? I don't think I asked for that. Like, see, sometimes yeah. it, like you just like, all they don't want to know is you to listen, not just like pretending your thoughts. I guess, like, I, like, that's not for, like, what you said is, that, like, asking, like, are you open to some thoughts I have, I have in mind? But sometimes, you know, like, and they're like, oh, no, I just want you to listen. You're like, okay, that's all I need. Like, it depends, like, how people are in that moment. Yeah, then you can feel good about it. You know, you want to, you want people, if they're important to you, you want them to be able to feel comfortable coming to you, right? Mm -hmm. So you want them to be, like, you're a safe space and you'll listen and you'll honor them in the moment. Mm -hmm. and like you are honest with yourself is important too because sometimes yeah. you do things and you don't realize why and then you dig deeper and that's where having a good friend can really help you know because they could say oh I noticed this because sometimes it's harder to see it for yourself mm -hmm. yeah for sure and like you are a big 10 college tennis champion and two-time national beach tennis champion and like what is like the difference between college and beach tennis yeah so Beach tennis is a completely different sport. It's similar to tennis in that it's um well I played it, I played pro beach tennis over two different times. The first time we used tennis rackets, and then the second time it merged with the International Tennis Federation for the worldwide 
where they use paddles, sort of similar to pickleball paddles. But um, beach tennis is kind of imagine a beach volleyball court. And then the, the net is just a little bit lower. So it's no bounce doubles. And I couldn't, like, if we were playing doubles together, I couldn't, like, pass it to you and then you hit it over. It's just, like, well, it's like pickleball, I guess. One, it's doubles, no bounce. Mm. Yeah. That's so interesting because I, I never knew beach tennis was a thing until, I like, I was doing some research and I was like, beach tennis is a thing? Like, I knew beach volleyball was a thing, but I didn't yeah. know beach tennis was a thing. Beach tennis has, not, it's like, even though it's been around in the United States since probably like 2007 or 2008, it just hasn't really picked up huge speed. You know, like when I first started playing in 2008, I think, or whatever, 2007, 2008, pickleball didn't even exist, right? And yeah. so, it, you know, some sports just really take off big and others take off not as big, but around the world, it's huge. Like in Italy and Brazil, it's very big, like everyone plays and you know, all the beaches are lined with tons of beach tennis courts. And, you know, it's just for me, having been a tennis player and now living in San Diego at the beach, it's just like it was a natural progression. So it was really it's fun, too, because in tennis, it's like more quiet, more subdued and beach tennis. There's like loud music playing and it's more mm -hmm. of like a fun environment. Yeah. And like, what was it like to win the Big Ten College Tennis Championship? It was great. You know, we, we won the big 10 regular season. And so it wasn't like the tournament where everyone wins and like runs in, but it was really cool because we were just so proud of ourselves for doing it over the, the whole course of the season. You know, it takes a lot as a college athlete because you're doing all your studies, you're doing all that, you're training so hard and, you know, it's just working together as a team and, you know, you put so much effort into it and so much time and, just working together and being able to celebrate that. And it was, it was really fun. I'm still really close with all my, my old teammates. In fact, we still get together and, you know, it's really, it's all about the relationships, you know, mm -hmm. looking back, you can see it's the relationships. Yeah. You're right. It's like, no more, like it's amazing how like sports and everything can bring you amazing friendships for basically a rest of your life. Like when you mm -hmm. talk to those players that you talked to a couple of years ago, like you're like, this is the best part. Like, I don't care about, like, sometimes the game. I only care about the friendships. Because friendships are more important to the game and having a good relationship with your team. Yeah, and, like, and showing yourself that you can do it. You know, it's another good thing about sports. You're like, I can push myself and I can grow and I can accept defeat. It's another really big lesson. Mm -hmm. And, like, the last thing I have for you is, like, what is some advice for tennis players or how you can build your communication skills in games? Sure. Well, for tennis players and really for all athletes, I would say to, you know, just enjoy what you're doing. Have fun. The more you, you err on the side of play versus the pressure and the competition, the more freely you can play, um, you can compete and perform really. And to really work on your mental game. Your mental game is so important. I think that meditation was really big. I didn't have that back when I was competing. I mean, we had like a sports psychologist, so possibly we were doing things like that, but like practicing on and off the court because your mental toughness is something that's going to carry over into all areas of your life, you know? So keeping it fun and light and, you know, finding a good coach to work with a good, a good bunch of kids to train with or whatever that looks like for you. And, you know, just really trying to stay present and enjoying it in the moment.
I love that. I want to thank you so much, Laura, for coming on to get time. I hope everyone enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. This conversation is definitely one of my favorites for sure. I want to thank you again for listening and thank you, Laura, for coming on to get time. Um, I really appreciate it and hopefully me and you can do this again soon. I really yeah, appreciate man. it. Thanks, Kylie. And, and, have, and, you know, go get them, everybody. Like, enjoy creating your life and riding the adventure, the ups and the downs. And I'm just excited for it. So anyone feel free, if you feel stuck, you know, feel free to reach out. And, you know, I just appreciate it. So thank you so much, Kylie. Of course. Everyone reach out to her, definitely. I totally recommend it. Have a great rest of your day. Feel free to reach out if you need anything. Thank you.